Hello, my name is Aaron. This is the Recovered AF Podcast. I am 50% of the podcast. The other 50% is Kyle. Now he will say something. Yeah, hey, uh, we are not affiliated in any way at all whatsoever with any 12-step organization. Um, as we always say, we're just a couple of dudes and our guest today sharing our experience uh, with the work or whatever comes up. Again, we just like to reiterate that uh, 12-step groups don't have spokespeople or people that represent them, and we are not doing that here either. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Should I interview? Uh, interview. Should I introduce our guest? Do you want to go for it? Yeah. She's the most special of guests, as the kind of guest that we have here today. I think um, we've Kyle's referenced his fiance Megan on the show several times, and uh, she's able to sit down and join us today. What's up, Megan? Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well. Megan's able to join us today because she finished school that you were in a year-long master's program mm-hmm. right i did i finished yesterday yeah you got both papers yep. she was supposed to do one today and yesterday i came home at like 2 30 she was like i think i'm just gonna fucking do it all today I was bust like, it I out think you should do that yeah so. so i got the big one done and then the other one that was due today done <sighs> so done. she's done Goddamn overachiever. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm doing okay, except for the fact I sucked my toe up in a vacuum today. I was going to bring that up, <laughs> too. You? Yeah. Mate, I was doing I've, some house cleaning. I've, I've we never cleaning. even heard of that. That's like my, something like my, my wife will appreciate that. How does that happen? So, happens. so yeah, it was, um, it was, Please I describe. fucking, I kicked the vacuum after too. Yeah, I, was yeah. Drop kicked it. I haven't yeah. been mad in a while, but yeah. we have, um, floor mat, like bathroom floor mats, you know, like most people do, I think. And we have a dog that is awesome, but sheds like a fucking freak yeah and uh so i was vacuuming those and i said i was like i'll i'll come help you i'll hold them down for you while you do it what is no i said yeah no i think i'll be fine got it and so i had my foot on one edge of it (laughs) my foot on the other edge of it and then i'm like vacuuming in between my feet and (laughs) then i went to turn around and lift the vacuum up and it literally sucked my toe right into the thing and <laughs> fucking busted my toenail all up. It's all blue it's and shredded. Busted. It's gross. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So that's what I did this morning. And then yeah. I came to see what was going on because he was yelling and then he kicked the vacuum. <laughs> yeah. She was like, what? Yeah. What did you do? And I fucking punt the vacuum yeah. and then immediately was like, damn it. I don't think Megan's seen me mad before. Yeah. Oh, I've seen you mad before, but just not in a while. You're like, I'm serene now yeah i'm usually a pretty mellow guy but mm-hmm. uh, oh i've seen you mad like that. I, yeah you have but i punted in walmart <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you talked about that yeah. yeah megan and i were i don't even know if we I were dating i don't think we were yet. even dating yet we were just, we were just like just trying to stay out. sober and hanging out mm-hmm. and doing stuff and we were doing a barbecue and i lost my fucking mind in a walmart yeah. we were <laughs> pushing the cart around and all of a sudden he just takes it and like runs people over with it like get out of my way and then he had like a hundred dollar gift card to walmart and i was like don't you want to use that and he was like no let's just get the fuck out of here that's <laughs> awesome yeah uh i walmart i, I had trouble with a lot of people in big crowds and going to walmart too and um oh god i and, love this story yeah and amber would just give me uh she would just give me money and change when we got to walmart <laughs> when we got to the checkout line because then i would just go like a child to the uh-huh to the games and the toys and try and <laughs> claw out a stuffed animal and uh, and uh, and I had had to do a um, a, a test oh. earlier in which I had to get my blood pressure taken and it had to be below a certain level and uh, I wasn't sure I was going to make it so I took some Valium also before I went and took the test <laughs> to make sure I was super calm and uh, mm-hmm. yeah so uh, hour or so later we were at the Walmart and Amber complimented me on how well I was doing at the Walmart <laughs> how well like, behaved yeah. you were yeah. she was like babe you're real I've never seen you act so I was like yeah I took a few Valium really before the test she's like oh well. doesn't she leave snacks for you in her purse too <laughs> that was yeah that was back before I got on the keto she would have like you know fruit roll ups mm-hmm. and and yeah, I love those stories. Fucking man child. So basically. funny. That is so awesome. Oh yeah. my God. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So <laughs> that was our morning. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah it was good though. It was nice I'm to wake Megan's up. Done. Yeah. yeah. No homework anymore and 
done with my internship, done with everything. And I, then I walk next week. So then mm-hmm. it'll be real, real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told Amber, um, that you were graduating from your program mm-hmm. and that, um, you guys were going to be able to hang out with each other a little more. Yeah. And then I just felt a little bit of twinge of fear and jealousy. <laughs> I was like, you know, Kyle's going to have a life your sweet now. buns, McGee. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you think you're doing here? Yeah. I know. I told him that this morning. I was like, so I'm going to be around now, like up yeah. here, like not down in the basement doing homework. Like you're, She's like, br- you're, you're gonna probably going to hate it. Because <laughs> we were like, wait, who's going to clean what? Like, do you want to clean the bathrooms or do you want to do the floors? Like it was, yeah. it was weird. Kyle's been doing most if not all of the cleaning the last year. Yeah. So he's been a good help. Yeah. I found that. Um, <laughs> it's been good. It was nice today. Yeah. yeah. I bet. Yeah. I cleaned. Yeah. It was nice. I found that. Well, so like I, we were just talking about a minute ago with Amber having to be an adult with me being a child, like mm-hmm. for so long she did all of the housework. And then mm-hmm. uh, when she left and I was living by myself, I was like, oh, no, I've got to do all of these things. And so then I learned how to do them and with, got, had my own routines back. And then mm-hmm. when we got back together, it was a little rough at yeah. first. Like bump, we yeah. each had our yep. own way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. We were bumping into each other this morning a yeah. little yeah. bit. My yeah. way is putting a toe in a vacuum. <laughs> right. so yeah. I might give those gifts back. To you. Yeah, I'm like, I can help you. <laughs> yeah. Let me help you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, Megan, mm-hmm. since you also not only kill it in school and in life today, you also are a member of a 12 step program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually discuss your introduction. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to try to not lead the conversation. So, I might let Aaron do a little more talking just okay. because. I know you really well, so mm-hmm. then I'll just talk about all the stuff I like about you. Right. And I I would rather let you just talk. So, okay. but I do know that you had an intro to a 12-step organization before you got sober and mm-hmm. then an intro again and then and then your 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 permanent stay. I so, had lots of intros to yeah. A. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Um Yeah, so let's see. Um this is kind of all fresh in my head. I just spoke at a, a meeting in Laramie last weekend. So I was kind of, I like to go through and um, I think I wrote everything down about like the timeline, my, like my timeline the first time I spoke. So I just went over that again recently. Um, let's see. So my first introduction introduction to AA was when I was 21. Um, and that was my first introduction to um rehab for the first time. I had to go to rehab up in Casper. Um, and the events leading up to that, uh, were not very good. Um, I tried, I don't know if you want me to start from the very beginning, but I'll maybe just start for now from like just before I went to rehab, I guess. Um, and so I tried, um, going to school up in Laramie when I was 18 and partied too much and hardly ever went to school, hardly did homework, um, ended up flunking out moved back home to Cheyenne and, um, my drinking kind of got worse after that. And I didn't really have any direction or anything. Um, and God, I just felt so, uh, like lost and crazy and lonely and just no sense of what I was doing whatsoever. Um, so I was drinking and one of these times, um, I was on a bender cause I, when I drink, it's, um, uh, binge drinking. So I will drink and, you know, it might be a day, it might be three, it might be five, it might be two weeks. Um, it kind of depends. I don't really have any control over what happens after I take that first drink. So, um, this happened to be, uh, the start of a, a, a pretty long bender. And I tried driving to Laramie, um, with no gas in my car. Um, uh, it was in a blizzard and then I blew a tire. <laughs> so I vaguely remember sparks flying in the back of my um, rear view mirror when I had to pull over on, on this side of I-25. Um, I don't know what I was thinking. And I sat there for a while and then um, eventually hitchhiked into Laramie from some random person that picked me up on the side of the road. And then when I got to Laramie, I drank more, um, somehow ended up down in Colorado Springs with people I didn't even know. Um, and then th- by this point it had been days. So, uh, my phone was dead. I didn't have a, a charger or anything with me. So I just kind of let it die. Um, 
I was wearing the same clothes <laughs> as I <laughs> the whole week. Um, you know, ended up in a different city and, you know, as the days went on, apparently my friends and family were like, where's Megan? And they couldn't find me and they couldn't get a hold of me. So then they started to worry. Uh, and then I think my, either my, I think my dad found my, my car on the side of the road and that kind of scared them. Um, my sister later told me she thought I was dead and, um, eventually, well, this is kind of crazy. I forgot about this part. So my best friend, Sherry, um, she, was worried as well. And she was in Cheyenne as, as well. And so, um, when they couldn't find me for a few days, she gathered up some of our friends and drove to Laramie and, um, scoured all the bars showing all the people there, my picture. (laughs) And, um, eventually they went to a bar and showed the bartender my picture. And she was like, Oh yeah, I know. I saw her, she was here and she like left with these people and here's their number. And, um, that's how my mom ended up finding me. And, by that time, the the police had been called as well, um, and so uh, my mom came down to Colorado Springs to pick me up and brought me back to Cheyenne, and I was just had no idea what I was doing, what was going on. And um, by that time, I was sobering up though, and she thought that I probably needed to get some help, and I kind of agreed at that point. So um, I agreed to go to rehab up in Casper, um, for the 30 day program there. And that is when I was first introduced to AA. So I honestly don't remember anything about what was said or anything like that at all. How long, how long was it? How many days was it between the time you took off to Laramie and the time your mom found and came and got you in Colorado Springs? I think it was like five days, between five days and a week, maybe. All right. But I think like before I ended up going to Laramie, I was all I was already on okay. that bender. So yeah. it was like started in Cheyenne for a few days and then but she she hardly ever knew where I was or what I was doing. So yeah. but at a certain point it was like my friends don't know where I am, my family can't find me, like no one knows where I am. Well, just the thing that struck me about you guys that I've talked about before is that um, you know, I I I blacked out a lot when I drank too, but um never for more than you know, several hours at a time, Mm -hmm. eight maybe. And, uh, you two, like when they have that question on the, (laughs) on the test, like, uh, you know, have you ever like lost days of your life Mm -hmm. to drinking? I was like, no, like that's just, (laughs) that's not, I I mean, and I've been Mm -hmm. hanging out with people that drank like I drank, but you two managed to be the two that I know that mm-hmm. can just lose multiple days oh, of your yeah. life. Is that scary? Oh, yeah. When you come to and you can't oh, my remember God. the last however many days of your life? Oh, yeah, completely. It's gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything more immediate fear mm-hmm. than that when you kind of come to and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, where am I? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm in a place I don't recognize. I'm around like people, you know, one time I came, I was on this bender. Sorry, this is main <laughs> no, thing, but no, talk I, was on, the, I was on this, <laughs> I was on this bender and, um, I, some of my buddies drink pretty hard and, um, I woke up in a complete stranger's house. I had never been in there before on, on their couch and it's like this old couch and I look at the pictures and I don't recognize these people at all. So I'm in literally a complete stranger's house and, uh, immediately full of fear and I had lost my phone and all of this crazy shit. And I don't know, like that Mm -hmm. sense of like doom and collapse immediately. Mm -hmm. And that same night, one of my buddies slept in the back of his pickup truck and the other one got jumped by like five dudes. (laughs) So we all had a rough go. (laughs) You just, you just, you just have to like start digging through your pockets and looking for receipts and clues to shit that might've happened. Yeah. Kind of go through the bank account and everything like that. But Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that sucked about how we drank or how I drank is that I would like not go to work. You know, I mean, this would be like days at a time and then I would just wake up and what am I going to do? Oh, <laughs> like yeah. I either have to go back and beg myself or make up an excuse or I've told the truth before too, or find a new job. Like I literally every, almost every time it's really bad like that. I have to completely get my life back together. 
Yeah. The anxiety. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like for, you know, again, people that aren't in recovery that are thinking that um, people that have a drinking problem might just be out partying and mm-hmm. having a good time. Nope. That might not be accurate. It's yeah. not. And no. like my mom never, she, and I never under, I really didn't understand it either. Cause she, I would come out of these like week long benders and just be like, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like I don't remember the morning, um, making a conscious decision to go get more alcohol or anything. It was like, I was just on autopilot and I just did it without thinking and had no control over it. And Mm -hmm. like, it was like, um, a demon took over my body and just, it wasn't even me anymore. And that's the phenomenon of craving that I found out later. Mm. Yeah. I think that's probably some of the scariest stuff is when, uh, looking back now, realizing like that I, I navigated through the world completely in a blackout yeah. for mm-hmm. for a while, yeah. you know, and I would I would start drinking and then I would wake up and when I tried to drink only at my place, I would wake up a few days later with multiple bottles mm-hmm. in my and I only had one when I started, right. you know, and right. it's like, right. oh my God, I went out into the world yeah. and like navigated and, and yeah. interacted yeah. with people and stuff. And like looking back now, it's like Jesus, like that's that is very terrifying so megan and i you you like to joke that uh (laughs) megan and i have previously met because we've ran around in some of the same circles and we may have yeah that we've previously met in one of our long period blackouts and just don't didn't know you guys definitely hooked up in a multiple day blackout. (laughs) i hope not First time you guys made out, you were like, deja vu? No. This, this seems familiar. This no. feels way too real. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, uh, I was in Fort Collins for a lot, of, like, luckily yeah. and unluckily, I was in Fort Collins yeah. for a lot of it, so. Yeah. So what, what, um, what eventually got you in for good? Because I know some of your experiences kind of <clears throat> coming to 12-step programs, starting to be free and clear from the immediate trouble of it and then kind of going back. Yeah. What what was the switch finally? Well, it it was years of of in and out. And I think, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the the binges and then um because I would do that and then I would like sober up and stay sober for a few days, you know, like sometimes a week, sometimes two. And I, it would scare me enough that I'd be like, Oh, okay. And I wasn't like a daily drinker at all. Like I was, I went to school down in Fort Collins and graduated eventually. Um, there, it was rough, but I was able to, I didn't drink every day. So I think that played a big, um, part in my mind. I thought that since I could stop and then I started to, I would start to feel a little bit better. I would say that I was okay. Um, and so I would, you know, after some of these big benders, I'd go to AA, um, cry a lot and then, um, you know, start to feel a little bit better, start to work out again, get my life back together, get a job. And then I'd just say, I don't need it. And really it was, I wasn't, I was going to AA, but I wasn't like working the steps. I was just sitting there and feeling really uncomfortable and I hated it, honestly, for a lot of it down when I was in Fort Collins, I hated it. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense to me. I've sworn off 12 step groups more than once and <laughs> cursed the, enti- the entirety of them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're just filled with fucking losers. Yep. And now I'm doing a goddamn podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and regularly, <laughs> regularly participate in all sorts of 12 steps. Yeah. 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 Like that's the bitch of the deal. If mm-hmm. I could have found something else to treat my addiction, I fucking wouldn't be doing this. Totally. Yeah. I say me, that regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, the the deal is that the, the reason why I'm in a 12-step group is because the 12 steps worked for me mm-hmm. when nothing else would. So yep. Absolutely. And I tried a bunch of oh, shit. Oh, I tried everything. Yeah. Everything. I did not want to be an AA. I did <laughs> not want to be an alcoholic. I did not want to do this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're preaching all. to the choir with that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so... So you that was you said that was like when you were twenty one. Mm-hmm. So then, how old were you? Um, that first, or how old were you then? Because then you guys ended up being in a treatment center at the same time, mm-hmm. but you guys didn't know each other. And right, correct. Really, yeah. Um, and I, by the way, you still carry that picture around, uh-huh. and you don't, you do not look the same for our no. listeners at home. No. I wish I could look, show uh, it. To yeah. <laughs> a little busted up. <laughs> a little busted up in that. I love that, that picture. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're very so well put together, pretty lady. <laughs> yeah. In that picture, yes. I'm like. 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like the funny thing about this is getting to see the two sides of people because there's that, like you said, you know, like you, uh, I mean, you just got done with your master's program yeah. and I see you working out and you're doing pretty well uh-huh. for yourself. And then to see that picture or Ooh. or even to even to see like you're just pretty you're pretty quiet and you know, pretty laid back mm-hmm. and to and to hear stories about you maybe uh Getting aggressive towards the printer at home, which is, <laughs> yeah. seems so out of place. I have place a little bit of an anger streak. Yeah. yeah, she's got a short temper. Yeah. Uh, so between you punting the punt, between you punting the vacuum and her <laughs> yeah. slamming the printer, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys will go through some shit. Yeah, yep. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so then, how long was it between that? That was that you were twenty one mm-hmm. that first time in Casper, mm-hmm. and then when was it the time? Did you so you went in the how many times did you go to treatment just out of curiosity? Uh just twice. Oh, okay. So Casper and then Harmony. Okay. <clears throat> but then that one you still weren't quite fully Mm-mm. sold on the deal, right? Well, I was I was like sold on it for the most part and I was miserable, but um I was not like I don't know, I just wasn't fully like um wanting to do everything that it entailed. Right. And I was still like with someone who was an alcoholic and that that was just really what dragged me down I think for the most part but it was also me like not making the decisions that I needed to to keep myself healthy okay Mm -hmm. so then um then the last time did you just come straight into the rooms like how much time oh so in between like Casper and then Harmony there was is that what you're talking about no I was talking about more after Mm. after Harmony like Oh, okay, yeah. How how long was that last run before you finally? It wasn't got very long. Stayed? So I after I got out of harmony, I think I was um twenty what are they twenty eight, twenty seven or twenty eight something like that. No, twenty nine. Okay, twenty nine I think. Yeah, because I yeah I was you're a little older than I'm I am. Yeah, thirty two now. It was like three years ago mm-hmm. or so. So yeah, twenty nine. Um, so when I got out, I think I stayed sober for about four months, and then, um. It was, I remember it was like a pretty bad snowstorm and like a blizzard type of thing. And, uh, <clears throat> the person I was dating, uh, dragged me over to where like his house and literally took my shoulders and pinned me on the couch and said, you're not an alcoholic and you can drink, fuck your family, fuck everyone, um, for thinking that. And like, you are fine. You're, it's just like all in your head. And you know, at that point, four months in and barely not really doing the work yet or anything, um, just barely hanging on by a thread. Um, I was like, fine, let's do this. And woke up 11 days later. I oh. uh, don't really remember it, much of anything during those 11 days. But when I finally came to and my mom, of course, you know, came to my rescue again. Um, Oh, so yeah. And then, okay. So then I sobered up for just like a few days after that and then went to Asia for like seven weeks. Yeah. And, um, so I sobered up for just a few days and then we had had this Asia trip planned. And so we started out in Japan, went down to Taiwan and then Thailand. Um, and Japan, I remember Taiwan, I remember half of, and then by the time I got down to Thailand, I don't really remember much. Don't really remember much of getting back. Um, and then, um, and then that was only the beginning. You had a motorcycle accident I, too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> I wrecked a motorcycle yeah. or a, you know, the little in, go. Like a scooter. The scooter in, thing. In Thailand yeah. or something. I yeah. ripped my toe up, my whole leg. Yeah. It was not, it was not good. I, and that's what, when you talk about like navigating the world in a blackout, I was navigating Thailand in a blackout. <laughs> <laughs> what so could crazy. go wrong? <laughs> yeah. It was not good. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. It was so crazy. And then, but then that wasn't even the worst part. The worst part was getting back and continuing to drink for another, I don't even remember. I think another couple weeks, but I don't remember much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I eventually sobered up enough that I, I actually weaned myself off for like a good week. And then I was sober for about a week, but so anxious. I thought I was going to die. I was like a fucking wreck. I couldn't handle, Oh, I, it was, it was miserable. Um, and then, um, I, I walked downstairs one day and the person I was with was like still drinking. And I said, I'm, I'm done. Like I cannot do this anymore. Like I'm out. And then I never turned back. <laughs> so was his said she just liked he he, he just liked you but like like drunk Megan because mm-hmm. it fit his lifestyle. Oh yeah, kind of completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. 
it was very, very, very bad. I wouldn't even call it, it was, I wouldn't call it a relationship. It was, it was drinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that's what I was, I just had a comment that like, and some of that I'm sure was probably from the alcohol withdrawals, that mm-hmm. anxiousness oh, that yeah. first week. <sighs> but also too, like, uh, again, there's a common perception that drugs might've been my problem, but um, it was sobriety that was my problem. Mm-hmm. It was life sober that was too overwhelming mm-hmm. for me. And uh, from my particular case, um, opiates were a nice buffer between me and reality and right. the overwhelmingness of life. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, uh, you know, if, if life was, you know, peachy, abstaining would be easy, but it's mm-hmm. just not, I'm not the kind of person that can deal with it. So, yep. Yeah. Me either. And then you, at that point, you got into the work mm-hmm. pretty quickly, yeah. right? That like was kind of just like the final surrender of all. Yep, the final surrender. And then you you got a, a sponsor and mm-hmm. started getting into the work pretty quick, right? Yeah, yep, I did. Yep, went, started going back to meetings, and I was like, ugh, I want to go back and tell these people I drank again, and they were all worried about me going to Asia anyways, and I was like, I'll be fine. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> got it. I'll be good. They're like, you've been sober for four days, and now you're going on this trip. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, I got I got back and um, yeah, got a sponsor who was willing to take me through the steps, and I just did it. <laughs> yeah, how did you? Uh, I'm just curious how you found a sponsor. We talk about finding a sponsor a mm-hmm. lot, and like for me, I just asked God, and God put a person's name in my head, and that was the only name in my head. And like I said, it, I was like somebody else. Yeah, God was like, no, that's the uh, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but like, did you just hear somebody in a meeting that was talking about things that seemed insane, or how exactly did you find a sponsor? Just yeah, um, I this person, yeah, I did, I did like what she had to say during meetings, but she was always so like nice and like would come up to me after meetings and like ask how I was doing, ask you know, if I had a sponsor, was I working the steps? Like you can call me, you know, like she was the, I think the only person that did that to me. Okay. And I don't know, like in Fort Collins when I was going to meetings and things like that, like the, the women would like raise their hands if they wanted to be a sponsor or like if you needed a sponsor, you would raise your hand, but that's not what it was like here. Um, and I got a lot of support from people, I think, in AA, and they were, like, genuinely concerned for me. And, like, that that noon meeting that I went to every day for, like, a year, like, I really got support there. But as far as, like, sponsorship, the I don't know. Like, she was the only person that let me know, like, hey, you can, let's do this if you want, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, what an idea. Right. Uh, she <laughs> made herself available <laughs> to you. Exactly. And she took an interest in you. Because it's scary when you're new, and I, I yeah. hate people. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. I don't I don't want to make friends and, like, ugh. Like, now now I do, but but back then, like, yeah, that's the whole new. reason mm-hmm. I drank. I don't want to sit in a room with people and feel uncomfortable. And, right. Oh, it was awful yeah. at first. Yeah. Um. So then... You got into the work, and um, <clears throat> one thing I I value a lot, and in in anyone, but I get to see it with you as your uh, willingness to to uh, to be of service. Um, mm-hmm. You, I I don't know how when it was. It was probably six months in, though. You started helping facilitate meetings at, at a corrections facility, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what what drove you to do that? Well, because I've been I've been in that jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My because uh, um, I've had a a couple DUIs, and so I spent a few days at that jail. And I don't know. I just I for me like when I finally became desperate enough to actually like do this stuff, it was like, I have to do it. And if I don't do it, like I know what's going to happen. And so I know like Kyle and I talk about this a lot, but I'm, I'm really trying to change my, my attitude and my perception around this now. But at the time it's like, even if I don't want to do it and even if like I'm scared to do it, like I still have to do it. And then when I do it, I feel good and it feels just good, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, I think it was six months in and I, I don't know, I'm, I like jails and correctional facilities and like, I like that. I'm just really interested in like the 
the criminal justice system and how it works and things. So I just, I wanted to do it too. Right. But. Yeah. You're sort of a helper by nature though, right? Your career is in social work. Is that mm-hmm. what you got your master's degree in social work? Mm-hmm. So you just yeah. genuinely like to help people? Yeah, That's I do. Weird. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm weird though. Like I like, I like helping people and like, I'm like with the clients I see and like who I'm helping, I'm focused. But then like outside of that is where I struggle with people. It's weird. I don't know. No, I've got a cousin and she's, um, she's, well, she was on the show. Yeah. And, um, so she works, uh, in the, in the medical field, mental, Mm -hmm. mental health field, working with, people with alcohol and drug problems. Right. But anyway, she's, you know, when we used to do an evening review together, it was really easy for her to be outside of herself all day yeah. because she mm-hmm. had to, like, her job required that of totally. her. Totally. So. Yeah. That's what I like about, I like that about my job. <laughs> yeah. I to, need that. And you get to deal with a lot of um, people with drinking problems mm-hmm. at your job too, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, I'm just curious what that like, like, you know, you've had experience with a life-saving solution and you've had experience with probably, people giving up on you mm-hmm. like when you see them in that bed and you have mm-hmm. to go to them and offer help in any way you can what's that like it's uh it's it's really it's awesome that I get to do that and see that um but every person is different so like every time I go in some people don't want to talk to me at all some people um they're like oh I've tried it all nothing works and so like those people are kind of hard to you know connect with and, and, and things like that, but I still try, but there's definitely times where I've been in rooms with people for like a good 30 minutes, you know, just, um, and I can tell that they want it and I can see it like in their eyes and they're like, I, I can see me <laughs> there just being like, Oh, they're like, what is going on? What am I doing? And how did I let it get this bad that I'm here in a hospital, you know? Um, so it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a blessing. I, I don't know. It's a, that's a God thing for sure for me. And then, um, <clears throat> you, you had an experience where you were in, in a hospital mm-hmm. and looking at someone helping you mm-hmm. that was working there and you being like, oh, wow. Yeah. And then will you share that mm-hmm. story? Yeah. So, um, yeah, my, once my drinking got really bad after, um, I graduated with my bachelor's degree that it like took a turn for the worse, um, for like my physical health. And so, um, like started going through like really bad withdrawals and like my body and like my hands would like seize up and things like that. And so, and there were a couple times, um, where I would just like be out and saying I was only going to have one drink with friends and then I would end up in a hospital. I, that's happened a couple times no idea what happened or how I got there. Um, but when I was down in, um, Denver, I was, yeah, it got really bad. And I was, um, in the, in the hospital down there. And one of the social workers had come in to talk to me about like, you know, my drinking and what I was doing. And he tried to help me to get into rehab and things. And, um, I was just crying and, um, but I, you know, I thought like, wow, like what a cool job. Like that would just be the the most awesome job ever and like that's what I do now <laughs> so that's pretty cool yeah yeah so it's you, crazy you but you so you had a degree in social work before mm-hmm. you got sober were you putting that to use I'm just wondering if you were able to help other people given your inconsistent nature oh yeah that's what's that's what sucked about it is I I did get a job with my degree down in Denver at a um a residential mental health facility for for um adolescence and it was a really cool place and like a, a good job it was very very stressful um but it wouldn't have mattered if I was doing that or serving like I it wouldn't have mattered what I was doing but I did you know I was like oh I finally got this job you know using my degree like and and thought that was going to keep me sober enough mm-hmm. um I think I lasted there maybe four months I think the the first week I called in mm-hmm. and then just the same old thing, like excuses. And then they give me a chance and then I talk to them and then they put me on this like program and then they really want me to stay. And like these, these people like see that I'm, you know, like can be a good worker and that I have, um, I want to help people and and do a good job, but I just can't keep it together. So I lost that job. (laughs) 
I was pretty good at talking my way out of trouble for, I mean, I guess we just go, I guess I just had a lot of practice at talking my way out of shit. And, <laughs> but you know, like there was also the potential that like, I really was a good employee mm-hmm. or, you know, a stand up person at yeah. times, but uh, right. just again, it's that value system that I could not live up to the mm-hmm. moral philosophies and everything yep. that we lack the power to yep. like perform up to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, um, that's, that's some of the hard parts like today being on the other side where like I, I supervise some people and I end up interacting with some people that might have some drug or alcohol issues. Um, there, it's not like, and in my own experience, it's not like, or yours, I know mm-hmm. it's not like I'm just a total piece of shit 24 right. seven. It's like mm-hmm. I show potential to be a good employee mm-hmm. and to do this job. And so people want to give me the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and help me out. And then I fuck it up again and then I go back and mm-hmm. then I'm good for a while. And so I kind right. of rebuild a little of that trust and then tear it all down. Yep. I think that's the, uh, the hard cycle of dealing. And like, I deal with that today. You know, I had a guy where I had to eventually, we, we had to terminate him and, you know, he, he would build up a good work life again and then tear it all down. And then we would work with him and then, mm-hmm. you know, all of this stuff, he's in treatment for a while and he's doing good. And it, it was just, it's hard to see, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, I knew what was going on because like that was me, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's hard with the work life to, uh, I mean, I've done the same thing. I've been fired from a few jobs. I think you lost, oh, what, God. like seven or eight jobs in your last couple of years? Seven or eight jobs just, yeah, in the last couple of years. Yeah, and um, then go back further and I don't even know. But Were you unemployed when you got sober this time or? Um, I had, uh, when I moved, okay, so when I went into um, to Harmony, I had gotten a job at a physical therapy office just as like the front desk person, mm-hmm. started drinking and just, you know, didn't show up again and um, then got into Harmony. So I had to like email them and apologize and I just told them what happened. And then when I got back, um, back home to Cheyenne after Harmony, I got a job um, and then when I relapsed, I didn't show up there. Right. And then, and then when I got sober, for sure, for good. I um, then I got a job at a, a mental health place, and since I've had that job, and um, since I've been sober, I have not called in sick yeah. once. Like I show wow. up to work every single day, like mm-hmm. on time. I have energy. Yeah. I work. You know, like I'm a good worker. Well, and you've moved in positive directions in your work life, yeah. and made decisions that are for the betterment of mm-hmm. you, and kind of. I don't know. Like I said, I, I just get to see all of this. So mm-hmm. I, I get to see you have some fear because you haven't had a job for a while and then you're there for a year and then you have a better opportunity mm-hmm. and then some fear of like, well, maybe I don't want to leave because this is the first time, you know, and yeah. then overcome that and like take a better job step mm-hmm. in your career and then do that again. And now with yeah. school, like it's definitely gone up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have been on an upward trajectory yeah. since. So it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, what inspired you to get your master's? You were a couple of years sober. Um, life's getting better. Mm-hmm. You guys had um, been dating at that point. Like what, what you just were ready to grow more and achieve more kind of a thing. Like just yeah. that God intuition that tells you to take the next step kind of a thing. Was it? Yeah, I think so. And by that time, I think I had been out of my bachelor's for like three or four years. Um, and so at my job, I was, um, I had been there for a year and I was like, this is great. And I, I love my job. Um, but I, but I'm like, well, why not? Like why I, I feel good now. And I, although I had fear around it, of course, like I feel, felt like I could do it. And I know like Kyle and I had talked about like moving or, um, doing this and that. And it's like, well, do we move and then put it off like another year or two, or just like do it, just like buckle down and like get it done. Um, and then my job also offers, um, to pay for part of it as well. So yeah, the time, the timing was just right, I guess. And I, Mm -hmm. I just felt like it was something I needed and wanted to do. And I'm really glad I did. And how good does it feel to be done though (laughs) right now? Done. I cannot (laughs) believe it's been, it's yeah. A year is really not that long, but that was intense. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it was, I mean, it's crammed into a year. It's usually a two year thing. That's kind of crammed into a year. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, and working w- still. With like, how much you were doing, where do uh, 
you know, again, you, um, some of the common perception or ideas is, um, heavy meeting attendance Mm -hmm. is a good, good solid plan. Mm -hmm. Yet I've watched you in the last year, you know, Mm -hmm. you, that hasn't been your experience yet. Mm -hmm. You're continuing to work the program. What does that, what does that look like? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're, you do a ton of shit in the morning. I mean, what does that look like just because you're not attending a meeting every Mm -hmm. day or, you know, even every week, what does that look like? Yeah. So, um, like when I, when I first got sober, I, went to a meeting every day for, I think it like a year or so. Um, I might've skipped here and there, but for the most part I was there every day. Um, and I, I think in the beginning that's it. And this is just for me, I guess in the beginning it was important for me to like establish a new, um, habit and like, just like discipline myself into going. And like, even when I didn't want to go, which was most of the time, I still like made myself go because this is like something I needed to do and to get through the work and things like that. But now that, um, time has gone on and especially this last year with working and my internship and school and homework, and I was so busy. I, yeah, probably made it to like one meeting a week, sometimes one every two. Um, but I don't know for me, like, and this is just for me, I don't know. (laughs) Other people might feel different. Um, like meetings are not the most important thing to me staying sober. Um, they are important, you know, to carry the message and to look for that new alcoholic. And, and definitely I plan on attending more now that I am done and things like that. But in order to keep myself like sane and, and grounded and things as, mo- as much as I could, it was um, more like just maintaining that relationship with my higher power. And that is something I do every morning. I, th- I It's like usually a good half hour, sometimes 45 minute, like (laughs) books I read, um, meditations I do, um, journaling, just different things that I do every single morning, um, to, to kind of get my mind right and to like calm myself down and just connect with uh, my higher power. And then, um, other than that, it's like working with people. So I've, uh, continued to work with, um, or I actually picked up a sponsee, like halfway through or like November ish time or something like that. Yeah. A couple in this year. Mm -hmm. I I look at it the same way we, Aaron and I always joke that Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, Aaron goes to his home group and nothing else. And yet God keeps hooking him up with guys to work with. And I wasn't even going in the last year. (laughs) I've watched the same thing happen Mm -hmm. to you. Like you just continue to do the thing. Yeah. People keep getting put in your life. Well, yeah. And it's like, cause, cause I'm like, cause we're like willing to work with people. Like Mm -hmm. if someone wants to work the steps, like call me and we will do it. Like I will make time to me and do this thing. Um, I don't know if a lot of people are willing to do that. I don't know. Um, so yeah. And I don't know. That's the thing too, is like people, I don't know what the hangup is with people not like wanting to like work with people or take them through the steps. Like it's, it's right there in the book. Everyone's busy. Like I was busy, but Mm -hmm. like you have to make time. I don't know. Uh, Absolutely. I agree. That's the most important part to me. That's the, that's what I keep coming back to because again, like my life's gotten a lot mm-hmm. a lot fuller than it used to be, and um, and I enjoy it. And there's that part of me that that that's just still so selfish yep. that if I allow it to, we'll just never go back and do that and totally. never make time for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think that's okay. You know, fortunately, there's um, still that force in my life or that reminder that um, you know the price for having this life and all of this cool shit that I get to mm-hmm. do, like the the price that I have to pay for that or the cost is like being able to give of my time mm-hmm. and, and specifically um, through taking another one mm-hmm. through the steps. Like yep. that's the deal. And I would, I would be afraid what would happen if I were mm-hmm. wanting to walk away from that. And I understand that it is, um, you know, when I get a new guy and we get to that part and a lot of them, all of them are usually pretty hesitant to want to go do that because it is scary. But I think you summarized my experience and when we've got an instruction manual in our, in our, in our literature, in our book. Mm -hmm. And so all we have to do is do that. And, and, um, you know, like I am here to help my guys if they would need help doing that you know what I mean it's not like something I'm all the time asking my sponsor or my old sponsors for help on how to help Mm -hmm. somebody that I'm working with right yeah Yeah, I think that's huge too I do that regularly like when I meet with my sponsor once a week pretty much all we do is discuss 
where where the guys I'm working with are mm-hmm. at, and oh well, this is what came up, and I don't really know what to do. And mm-hmm. then he gives me insight and stuff, and I know you kind of do the same yeah. thing. And yep. yeah, with Jenny, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree though. Like I, my I my default is selfish, and you know, a little negative and like fearful. Yeah. So if and that's like I guess I keep going back to that. Like, and I value my time very much, and like you know, I don't like when things encroach on my time and I can very much get back into that mindset of this is, you know, my life and my time and things, but that is such a dangerous place to be. Even if I don't want to do these things, I do it anyways. I have to. And after I, you know, even go to a meeting or, um, I I don't know, I like meeting with my sponsees no matter what. So that, that part I do like, but you know, sometimes if I don't feel like going to the jail meeting or going to a, a meeting in general, like, I'll do it. And then I always feel better afterwards. So I wish I could say the same. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not always. Usually you're pretty tolerant though. You, I, uh, yeah, (laughs) I, I always tell, I mean, I'll tell anybody that anytime someone will ask, I talk about you and you're just, I always am just like, yeah, Megan is so much more spiritual than I am because she like goes to, goes to a meeting and hears the good stuff yeah. and is okay with whatever bullshit else was going on and then leaves and it's like I feel good like I'm glad I talked to that new girl after and I'm I'm leaving calling Aaron to do a ten yeah. step or something like these fucking things it might it might it might be like a, a guy and a gal thing because uh, Amy's the same way and Elaine was on here and she's the same yeah. way that's funny yeah, yeah. and uh, you and me and our mutual friend are just like yeah. I don't know what the fuck just happened <laughs> for the last hour of my life I don't know what that meeting was but it wasn't a twelve step uh-huh. meeting yeah. so one thing disregard I, yeah one thing I have done that I got from Elaine was she was talking about she asks God to be able to hear mm-hmm. something new. Uh-huh. I can't remember what she said, but uh, I, I I usually will do that like when I'm starting to kind of get the old itch and scratch of right. being in a meeting, being like, what the fuck is I'll, I'll take a quick second in there and just ask to be able mm-hmm. to hear something new. And uh, I wouldn't say it's like 100% effective, but I my tolerance is a little bit better than it used to be, I think. Yeah. I don't ever have to worry about that because I just go to one. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. <laughs> <one away>. yeah. <laughs> but like for real though, I I really real I think that if meeting attendance was that important of a deal somewhere mm-hmm. in the fucking directions, mm-hmm. they yeah. would have made point of it. There's mm-hmm. so many instructions in there. None if it was that. really <laughs> yeah. that important, they would have made sure to write that one mm-hmm. down, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. That's exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They serve its purpose, but it's not the number one thing that keeps me sober, that is for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a question? Um, I mean, I can come up with one, yeah. But um, I got wrapped up in my own thoughts yeah, there. Yeah. We, uh, why don't you share? I just feel weird interviewing because I already know a lot of this stuff. But what do you, um, like, what do you, I, you love music, you mm-hmm. love shows, you love camping, you love traveling. Like, yeah. talk about some of that. You know, talk about mm-hmm. some of the stuff that you get to do as a result of being, being recovered. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I love all those things. And a lot of those things I, you know, did while drinking and things like that, like shows and whatnot, but I don't know, like the, the hikes we do and like we, we've climbed a a few 14ers now and Mm -hmm. that was always something that I wanted to do like while I was drinking and I never did it. I, um, I don't know. There was, there were so many things that I like wanted to do with my life and just never like thought that I could. And um, never would have tried. And like today, like we get to do that stuff. Like I, you know, get to wake up and feel good and like plan ahead. And like, Mm -hmm. we're going to go, um, see the maroon bells this summer. Um, I don't know, went to Mexico last year. I went to Norway and Iceland with my grandma, my sister and my mom, um, a couple years ago. Uh, what else, where else have we gone? We've done. We've gone a lot of. We places. go to Steamboat <laughs> every winter. Yeah, we snowboard, yeah. Steamboat. Mm-hmm. That's where you guys got engaged, right? Steamboat. Yeah. Yes, it yep. is. Got yep. engaged in Steamboat. We in January. This 
past January. Yeah. Yeah. You like to be active. And I, I just spent so much of my time when I was drinking, just doing nothing. Like I was either catching up with my life. Like I, I wouldn't grocery shop. I wouldn't do laundry. I wouldn't bathe. I wouldn't like do anything while I was drinking. So then my time was either spent like catching up or when I was drinking or hungover, I was completely useless. I could not even get up to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I waste, I wasted a lot of time. I don't really like think about that stuff anymore. Like I, I do what I do now. And so, um, yeah, like we're, we're always, you know, planning trips on, on places to go. Um, yeah, yeah, we went to Florida. Florida, we, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're considering going to Portugal in October. Mm-hmm. We're going to go somewhere, yeah, in yeah, October. Yeah, somewhere. We don't know for sure yet, but potentially Portugal. Yeah. So we like to travel. Yeah, we like, yeah. Well, and I uh, I like the idea of traveling, and yeah. I yeah. would have never done it without Megan because just fear and and then, like, talk myself out of going and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Megan, I mean, you grew up kind yeah. of in a military home. So you did a lot mm-hmm. of traveling. You lived in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. for a couple of years and stuff. So Megan, yeah. she really has rubbed off on me in a positive way of me wanting to go do more stuff. Well, my grandma's my inspiration with that. Yeah. Like she took us to London when we were two. Um, she's been to like 30 plus countries. I think she she's just like went 37 to, She just something. went to Egypt last year and she's like 84. Yeah. Didn't you <laughs> wow. say she got to the, the first so cool. camp? On Everest? On, uh, yeah, she went to Nepal and climbed with the Sherpas. Wow. She's so cool. When she was like 60. When she was like 60, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's cool she's as She's amazing. Shit. She yeah. has the best outlook on life. She, I yeah. love her. She's, she's so awesome. great. So I really like traveling, but it's funny because I've really only, you know, been sober for almost three years now. So the traveling that we've done, like we went to Mexico and <laughs> we were, I would know, I was like a little uncomfortable sometimes, yeah. you know, and Kyle was like, are you sure you like traveling? I'm like, yes, just give me a second. Yeah. Like yeah. I she, still she's like, like, I love traveling. And then while we're traveling, she's having some anxiety, yeah, which is normal. I, I get think anxiety that's just, sometimes. Yeah. I think that's just the human nature when you travel is like mm-hmm. yeah. you, everything's completely out of, completely out of your control, out, but yeah. I don't drink. So it's like, it's just completely yeah. out of my comfort zone and something yeah. that I would have fallen back on before. And now it's just like, this is, I don't know. I get a lot of spiritual growth out of traveling though. Because I just get a practice like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I literally don't even know where the fuck we are. So I got to be cool with just being okay, you know, and like just going with it. And like when we were in Mexico, we stayed in the town. We rented bikes. We rode around town. Like we just navigated. across the street. Yeah. Like like no electricity. Yeah. And we we like ate at the local restaurants. It wasn't like a resort (laughs) style thing. It was awesome. I loved it It was really cool. It was cool. And we got to see it. We went up to the to the beach and hung out for a day. Mm -hmm. And then our our place we stayed had a pool on the roof and stuff. But like we got to be a part of the culture instead of like for me. I've been to Mexico before and a been a fucking <laughs> drunkard yeah. for it and not remembered like four days of it but also like it it's different mm-hmm. so that was really cool yeah. yeah you got to live like homeless people fantastic yeah. well no we lived in we, we were right. in a, yeah. a little condo yeah. but it was like mm. not a resort yeah and i don't know i i just i want to see it all like kyle probably gets sick of it. i'm like looking online pretty much every day at like where we want to go next yeah <laughs> which is great but then, like, one day, I think we made up our mind that we're going somewhere. <laughs> and then the next day, she's like, look at this. This is where I want to go. And I'm like, oh, okay. We need to nail so, it down. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. But either yeah. way, yeah, we like to we like to do things. And I, yeah, like to get out there. So how what, what about Kyle having a meltdown in the middle of Walmart <laughs> made you say, I've got to make him mine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I don't what, think I want to know. At what point were you like, yes, this Aww. is the one? I don't even know. I just, I totally, I understood it. So I was like, I was uh, like, yeah, I get it. Like yeah. we, I don't know. We've, we've grown a lot over the last few yeah. years. Um, mm-hmm. The first year, I mean, whether I was like with him or not, I would have been crazy, I think, because like, I don't know getting sober is crazy. <laughs> yeah, Well, yeah, you're like just an exposed nerve to yeah. the world for a while. So like we anyone. both, yeah, like, I don't know. We've, we've grown a lot. Absolutely. I would say I'm not even close no. to the same person that Megan he's com- was he's interested in. He's completely different, yeah, in a good way. Like, and I was interested in him from like the beginning. Like we, we got along immediately mm-hmm. and just like had a lot in common, of course, with our 
all of this stuff that we had going on. But so, what's that work like? Um, sometimes, mm, I'm 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 okay most of the time, and I'm not offering unsolicited advice. Although, our book does talk about not talking incessantly about spiritual. Yeah. I don't know what does it say awakenings or I I don't know how it's yeah basically worded. but uh, my wife had been a um a long time believer in God and I was pretty agnostic and pretty angry about <laughs> it and then uh, um she had asked me a question about something just wanting some advice about something simple or something and I was like look to God for the answers you <laughs> seek <laughs> she was like gave Shut me the, yeah, gave me the look like really dude like 17 hours Ugh. ago you were an agnostic <laughs> idiot <laughs> like, so I'm just wondering like if there's ever any like cross-ups with that where you're like you know maybe just wanting to talk to your damn fiance oh, about God. something and yeah. you're getting yeah. you're getting 12-step advice in return yep well, how's that work pretty good I'm sure yeah right? yeah we went through that I think I think I have uh, grown more out of that because I yeah. used to come from like a spiritual mountaintop to her and be, you know what I mean? And I mean it out of love. I think that's the hard part is it's like I, I care about you, but I've had to do a lot of work with my sponsor around that. Just like, dude, what do I do? Because mm-hmm. like I I want to help her and I want to love her. And he's like, dude, just do less. know your fucking role. Like. <laughs> Your role is to be her her boyfriend and then now her fiance. Like, it's not my job to tell her to do 10 steps. It's not my job to ask her about, um, you know what I mean? And like, not that I was poking and prodding into her work, but like there would be times where I'm just a dick and she's looking for someone to support her and listen to her. Mm-hmm. And that was not always me. I'm like, oh yeah, well you should do this different. And and she's yeah. like, hey, fuck you. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like literally. Like literally, <laughs> like, hey, fuck you. Like I, that's not what I'm doing here. So yeah. I, I think I've grown. She's never done that. That's why I'm always like, yeah, she's much more spiritual I than I do I'm. other things though. Like, yeah, but you're she's really good at letting me work through my shit. Well, yeah. And, and no, loving me either way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've you've gotten a lot better with all that. But then also, like, I'm like, you should be able to read my mind. And sometimes I do want his advice, and sometimes I just want him to listen. But I think that he should just know that. And so yeah. I've been trying. I'm like, okay, there's something going on at work, and I like need your advice. Like, yeah, you, you did know, that as, just the other yeah, day. Yeah, I did. So like, we're better at communicating that. Like, I just need you to listen, or I just, or I do want your advice because you have direct experience with this thing, mm-hmm. and it works out pretty well. Yeah, I would say that's. Because I told her, I said, I'm just dumb. Like, I don't understand <laughs> if you come. You know, I think it's just dudes and chicks. It. Yeah, I think He's it's like, just oh, dudes and chicks. It. Like, okay, you come to me mm-hmm. and you're telling me about a problem. Well, I'm the guy to tell you about the solution. Oh, <laughs> you know, God, whatever yeah. it is. And like, that's not real. But I just mean like, if I'm talking to someone, it's mm-hmm. because I need <laughs> I need your help to help me fix it. Not, I don't, I won't just talk to someone. And so I'm... He's a learning. fucking novice in relationships. He's so so, funny. <laughs> like in the past, I just I don't think I would listen. Like in in previous relationships, I'm just like whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so today, I care enough that I, and I not that I I just like I care enough today that I want to do the right thing. So my my general rule of thumb is to just keep my mouth shut until she says, "Hey, I need your advice." I want advice. your advice, <laughs> and, and I need your input. And yeah. then I'm like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> It just doesn't it's, even. It's it just doesn't even occur to us, though, why somebody would be right. even talking about that <laughs> yeah. if they weren't looking for an answer. Like, oh why? Why are you talking about this? But like, <laughs> what I understand now is Amber processes things. Uh-huh. She processes things through talking totally. through them, right? She doesn't want an answer. She wants yeah. to fucking talk about it. We need to li- listen. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what therapy is. That's what humans do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, I got it figured out. Yeah. Hold on. I'm like, here, this is, like, what, this is what you this? should do. Yeah. Let me just tell you now. Yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah. good, though. Um, I I love being with someone that's in recovery. You know what I mean? Like, and um, I really enjoy that. Like, I It is I nice. Do. Yeah. I, I, like, needed, needed that. I, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder what it would be like to... Um, just randomly, if you got sober, run into somebody that doesn't have any 12-step experience or like 
if they would wonder what the hell you were doing with all your time and talking about doing 10 steps and doing <laughs> 45 minutes of meditation right. or like, right. you know, I need to write inventory. They'd uh-huh. be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I don't need to do any of these things. Mm-hmm. I just naturally know how to deal well, with life. Well, you heard you. broken individual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it must suck for you. Like, you know, a few weeks of that shit and then yeah. like, okay, I got to go. Right. You know, the pe- they don't understand. Yeah. 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 So I really like that. And what I get to watch Megan work a program and see it work. And it doesn't have anything to do with me. And same with him. Yeah. And it's nice to see it, mm-hmm. see that work. It reinforces to me. I say this regularly recently, like it reinforces to me that the 12 step program works mm-hmm. because not only has it worked in my life, I get to watch it work in mm-hmm. her life every day. So. And then I can ask him for tips and advice because you guys like get into it like the dirty, dirty. So I'm like, what should I do about, you know, this or that? And he's just right there. So I get to ask him and yeah. get answers. It's nice. He's like Bill Murray and uh, he's like Bill Murray and Caddyshack. And yeah. He's talking about clipping Achilles and stuff. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, she wouldn't get it. But leave it to Marty to throw out a freaking oh movie God. reference. Yeah. That's, Marty had a sponsor you once and he was like, hey. This is the thing that with Aaron, anything that I go to him with, he's going to come to me with a movie reference <laughs> as a solution. That's <laughs> true. I was like, I love that guy so it's much. So funny. Yeah, so. But, you know, it just, it just will make sense if you look at it through the movie lens. Yeah. This is clearly <laughs> from that scene in that movie. Clearly. That's so funny. So, yeah, that's pretty uh. accurate. Well, we are an hour in, an hour and one minute in. So do you have anything else, Marty? Uh, No, I don't think so. I just remember you guys being together at that first meeting. Well, that was your meeting that you had started Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when I first got back. I remember that. Yeah. And um, like not knowing what to expect or what to hear and uh, hearing two young people um, talking about a solution so yeah it was cool because i had you know ran myself out of the rooms with mm-hmm. my closed-mindedness and judgmentalness among other things and you know just being broken and beaten busted up and uh, like hear a pe- couple of kiddos talking about the solution <laughs> yeah. it was good that's awesome yeah. couple well, of young you. whippersnappers, whippersnappers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not so that young you know it's like that scene no just joking yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I just want to say thanks for being on it. Thank you, guys. Uh, you are super supportive. and So are you. Yeah, I'm really glad. And you, you've really, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, you've uh, been cool with me being gone for a few hours every weekend to do this and yeah. stuff. So thank you. Of course. Now we get to go celebrate at the Mishawaka. Heck, yeah. We're That's going to a show cool tonight. Th- yeah, we're going to a show tonight to celebrate. Her graduation. Her graduation. And a podcast. And we can be sober. Oh, I was saying this too. I we went. I went to the same show, the Head for the Hill show. We're going to go see at the Mish yeah. when I graduated with my bachelor's degree, yeah. and it was a disaster. Yeah, shit show. So yeah, I just realized that today. I was like, oh my god, I did this for graduation like five years ago, and it was not good. Yeah, I couldn't imagine you at a festival like I, so mm-hmm. like when you're not even trying to control your drinking. Like when I wasn't even trying, or sometimes when I would drink that first drink and it would just go down too easy. You know mm-hmm. that one where you're like. Oh boy, that went down mm-hmm. really easy. Yeah, way too be nice. A, <laughs> it's gonna be a good trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like I could just, I couldn't imagine oh. being your friends having to babysit you oh, at a yeah. festival or a music show or something like that. They got real sick of it. I yeah. would lose my shoes. I would like have black feet. I would just, well, I would gone disappear. To some big ones. You went to Burning Man. I went to Burning Man. Yeah. You've done a lot of big I've, festival stuff. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how you're alive. I don't alive, know how I'm alive honestly. either. I, cause, <laughs> and Asia and stuff. Asia, Burning oh Man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, but I either, was nuts. Either one of you, I ran into this girl that really, um, she lived across the street from me when I got sober, and she's a mental health professional and a friend of mine, and she was so helpful. Like, I, when I first started, Amber would like send her over to check on me because I couldn't leave my house, and I would, like I said, cry Aww. 19 hours a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but I was talking, you know, and I was talking about a podcast, and I was telling her about my friends, and and I was talking about you, and I was like, but you know, you know like this guy was like a multiple day blackout guy. And like the thing I always that amazes me about you two is like the people that I met that drink like you drink die. You yeah. Know? And Completely. so when you guys are talking about like, I can't believe you're alive, I can't believe either one of you are alive because yeah. so yeah. many times the people that drank the way you drank just don't make it out. So yeah. the yeah. fact that you guys are here is 
pretty I, fortunate. Yeah, I felt death mm-hmm. at the end, toward the end. Like I, you knew what it was. It was not yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm on that positive note. Yeah. yeah. Sign um, off. Yeah. You can, <laughs> that way to bring everyone up, yeah. Aaron. Thanks, man. I agree, though. I don't know how oh, either yeah. of us are alive. So very fortunate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to get you on again because this was, I feel like, cool and it'd be nice yeah, to get you fun. on here again. It was so fun. I thought I was pretty relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Well, absolutely. Because we're all we're friends. So. Yeah. Mm, friends. Frenzies. For sure. So, all right. Aaron, Thanks, do you want to plug our shit? Oh, it's a recovered AF podcast at gmail.com. And then we're on, but I think like if I say what platforms we're on, people probably already know because they're already listening to it. Yeah, right? but like someone might stumble across this. So oh, okay. I would just say we're on all the major po- podcast platforms on, if anybody else is asking you. We're on all the major podcast platforms. <laughs> if anyone else is asking you. <laughs> if anyone else is asking you. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, really yeah. good. Because like, right. hey, I'll, someone's like, I'll hey, gotcha, gotcha, I got gotcha. this cool podcast. Yeah, and they're like, how true. do I find it? And you'd be like, well, it's on all of them. Because that's yeah. how it was with my family. They were like, well, I have this phone or that phone. Yeah, that's what I always oh. ask. People are like, where can I listen to it? And I ask if they have an iPhone mm-hmm. or an Android. And so that's why we have do Have we that, sent a so. lock of Kyle's hair yet? No, we didn't send one to... Those curls is popping. These curls is popping, girl. We watched this show last night and this girl said that and then I was comparing her to one girl and then yeah. me to the curls is popping girl. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. It was so funny. You had to I be looked there at probably. I was like, this girl is popping girl. This she was like, what? <laughs> All right. Th- thanks again, Megan. <laughs> Thank you.